2: lower <laughs> oh, and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We got a blizzard on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. A blizzard. As uh, I'm looking at the uh, live shot here from CBS Sports Network, hopefully the roads have been treated by our fine sanitation workers, and it'll be uh, the roads won't be so bad I'm driving home. But uh, there you go. I the, the worst drive I've ever had in the snow. I was still going to Hofstra commuting. It took me what normally was a 35-minute drive, I am dead serious about this, from Hofstra back to where I grew up in my parents' house, four hours and 40 minutes. Because it was a storm that just sort of happened, that people thought wasn't going to happen, was going to miss us, so the roads were completely untreated, and it dumped, and there were Accidents everywhere, and then when you started moving, you could only go like 10 miles an hour. If you started going faster, everybody's just fishtailing and going everywhere. Four hours, 40 minutes from Hofstra back to Bellport. So maybe i will going to challenge that number today. We'll see. Do you remember what type of vehicle you were riding in? Um, I believe a uh, Volvo. I was driving a Volvo at that time. Eh, it could save car for the weather, right? Absolutely, yes. Yes, I, I, I really enjoyed that. That car, very much so. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> the Super Bowl favorites for Super Bowl Fifty Nine mm. are, of course, out, and you can bet on them now. These are the teams that everybody has identified mm. already, and the sports books are saying that that these are the top teams. Now, the first two, you can probably guess. The 49ers and the Chiefs. That's right. Yes. How about that? Oh, who do you think has got the better odds? The 49ers. They absolutely do. Now, why do you think that is? Uh, Maybe because they're in the NFC. I don't know. Harder, yeah, yeah, in the NFC. And hard to three-peat, right? That's a tough thing to do when three in a row. Yep. Uh, So the 49ers plus 500, Chiefs plus 650. All right. So now, can you give me the next four Give me the next four. All right, how about the Lions? The Lions are in there at plus 1,200. They are number four on the list. How about the Cowboys? The Cowboys are not on the first seven of these. All right, how about
1: the Ravens?
2: The Ravens are third at plus 900. Bills? The Bills are tied with the Lions at four at plus 1,200. How about the Bengals? There you go. You got them. The Bengals plus 1,500. Uh, there, there you go. And, uh, if you go, you scroll, you scroll, you get to the, uh, the New York Jets. All right. So
1: where, first of all, where are the Jets and Giants on this, uh, on this list in particular?
2: All right. The Jets are plus 3000.
1: So what number would that put them at?
2: All right. So I'm going to have to count here because there's, there's teams that are tied, right? Yes. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. They're 10th. Wow. But tied for 10th, meaning that there's lots of teams that All right, that so how many teams are, are tied?
1: tied at that number?
2: Uh, tied at that. Well, there's 3 that are tied at that number, but there's 2 that are tied at 2500, 2, uh, two that on. are tied I, at 2 I, I, three, I get it.
1: So what number is the what number are the Jets? They're tied for 10th. They're tied for 10th, and what's their number? What's plus 3000. All right. So who are the teams that they're tied with? The
2: Chargers and the Rams. Oh yes. And the Jaguars. Sorry, there's four of them. And the all Jaguars. Right, well,
1: those, those are all teams that have legitimate shots, I would say.
2: Yeah. Fair. Fair.
1: And where are the New York Giants? Hmm.
2: All right. They are uh, tied
1: for second to last. They are tied with the Washington Commanders. Uh-huh. They are tied with the Carolina Panthers, or are they last?
2: Carolina Panthers are dead last at okay. plus 25,000. And then you've got four teams that are tied for plus 15,000. All right, so that's the Giants, the Commanders.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots? Patriots, yep. And I can't believe that. I mean, I do believe it, but it's
2: we've come a long way, baby. That's right. All right, and how about the Raiders? No, the Raiders are a little bit higher, plus 7,500. Actually, uh, more than just a little bit higher. Tampa? No, Tampa 7,500 as well. God. So I'm, I'm missing one of these bad teams. Yeah, it's it's a team that you wouldn't normally think was bad, but they're going through a, uh, a big rebuild. They've been good the last number of years. They just got rid of their coach. They're in the AFC. Titans. There you go. <clears throat> Titans. So the Giants are, yep, Giants are down there. Giants so are way down let me ask you a question. Yeah, In please, all honesty,
1: do. please. Yeah. When it comes to the New York Giants. Uh huh. We're sitting here. I don't know. It's week twelve, and
2: they're four and eight.
3: Hmm.
1: What's What's happening?
2: Uh, I think that unless they go on some sort of miracle run to the end of the season and get into the playoffs and look competitive, that this regime. Most likely will be very, very much so on the hot seat, and most likely uh, would probably be, especially if the season went worse than four and eight. Uh, most likely would be a let go, and then I think there'd be a lot of conversation around Bill Belichick. That's what I think would be going on. Yep, and that's uh, that. It's not just the Giants are going to be dealing with that. There's going to be other teams too, but I think the Giants more so, just
1: simply because of Bill's history here. Yeah. And, I mean, come on, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, I, I don't want to see Brian Dayball and his new coaching staff end up getting fired. But, I mean, what, what is the reality for the Giants moving forward?
2: I mean, if the drafted free agency is only going to improve this roster enough to maybe, I don't know, them to win nine games, ten games, the most. And that's, that's asking a lot. I mean right now I mean both sides of the ball I mean it's it's below average and you got you're you're working back in a quarterback who's coming off another big time injury. I mean I don't know. I I also think too that you know they they should if they can and it makes sense should draft a quarterback that they can get their hands on that's their guy. That's what would be my suggestion to them. Because if Brian Dable was brought here for something, it's to be working with quarterbacks and to and and you've seen that from him. You saw it in the first year, of Daniel Jones. You obviously saw it. I mean, the fact that Tommy DeVito was able to win games with Tommy DeVito was was incredible. Um, so he he's got that ability. That's the thing I would want to say. If I, if I was trying to pitch to keep my job, if things weren't going great, it would be to draft that guy whoever it may be, and then Joe Shane and Brian Dable go, you got to give us some time with him because he's our guy, he's the one we've identified, and this is the guy we're going to go down with. Well,
1: do you uh, end up creating issues then within the
2: locker room with the guy that you're drafting yeah, of course. and the guy that you're bringing back? 100% you do, but guess what? doesn't matter. You know, And, and Daniel Jones, he played that first year under Brian Dable you know, basically uh, under fire. The entire season, he going into the training camp, he didn't have. He declined the fifty-year option. He didn't have a long-term deal. I mean, it was it was the, as I described before, it was playing with the guillotine over his head the entire season, and he responded to that. Well, he's going to get another opportunity to do that, and maybe even more so in the spotlight than even the year that he didn't have a contract at the end of the year because of. Be a young guy be in there, and all the pressure that comes with that, and the fan base wanting that young guy to play, and and, and everything that comes with it. So yeah, of course it creates problems, but sometimes those problems can breed success. No, uh, yeah. Well, hmm. they're in a
1: really weird spot. They just, I mean, that initial year of success, while it was exciting and it was great for everybody involved put them in a really weird spot in year two. And then, you know, listen, they had to get rid of the defensive staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they have to figure out when the quarterback's going to be back and healthy. Um, they don't know what the, they're doing, or we don't know what they're doing with Saquon Barkley just yet. I mean, it's, I mean there is a there is a really good chance this thing could go south.
2: Oh, of course. I mean, what... What is the the argument against that? What is the like? Give me the if everything works out, great. What are the Giants?
1: I I certainly don't have that for you. I mean, I I just I still think Philadelphia and uh, Dallas are be- better than them. Um, I just and I know Philadelphia fell off the face of the earth there for the last five weeks of the season, but I just. I don't know. I, I, as I was, we sit right here now, without knowing what the draft is and without knowing f- what free agency is going to bring for these teams, I mean, the Giants are still the third best team in their division.
2: Yeah, they are. And this is year three of the regime where it's not supposed right. to be. Like and
1: that. I was thinking about Dan Quinn down at Washington. Not that I would. I don't want to be negative for him. He's getting a second chance. I, I think most coaches are better the second time around. But man, I mean, they got a lot of building to do down there. And if they're going to draft a quarterback with their top pick, which is uh, I think number three, I believe, mm-hmm. I, I just I'm like they're starting over again.
2: Yeah, and they have a defensive head coach. They do, and that but which has worked out in, in different places, but. You gotta make sure that you you pair that defensive head coach with a great offensive coordinator, which do they have that? Not really. And we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, right? Well,
1: well I mean, I, I'm thinking that Cliff, along with Kyler Murray and and where he was in college, it's about opening up and throwing it. But I just like you look at those four teams that were in the AFC and NFC championship. They were all physical running football teams first and foremost. Yeah, they had great quarterbacks and they could put up big numbers. But man, it was Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco. It was Gus Edwards. It you know they, they should have had J.K. Dobbins, but he was hurt. It was Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Uh, you think in Kansas City was Isaiah Pacheco and of course Patrick Mahomes. I mean, these were really really physical teams. Yeah, you know, and and that's the way. I mean, like I don't. Is, is Kellen Moore, you know, going to be the answer in Philadelphia? He's gonna to want to throw the ball 45 times a game. I mean, if if that's the way you want to go, that's fine. But even like all these good teams like the Steelers, you know, they made it to the playoffs. Why? It wasn't because they're a great passing game. It was more because they were a physical defense and a physical offense. True. And they you were. have to be that. You especially if you're playing outdoors. In the Northeast or the Midwest, where it's cold, and you're going to be playing cold games, probably about four or five of them a year. I mean, you got to be built to, to to be able to run the football. And I don't know. I mean, the, 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 any of these teams, like, are, are the Jets going to be a team? Or like to me, they can be that team because they have Brees Hall, and if they fix that offensive line a little bit, and Nathaniel Hackett's going to be taking a page. Out of Kyle Shanahan's book, out of Mike McDaniel's book, out of Matt Lafleur's book, book,
2: you got to run the football. You just have to, especially here in the Northeast. All right. Speaking of the Steelers, so Mitch Trubisky was released by the Steelers, or they're not going to re-sign him, whatever it was. Woody Johnson said that they needed a backup quarterback. He's a guy who's got experience and available. Yeah, better. I need
1: to see. I need to see everybody that's experienced and available, and I also need to know who's available for trade. I mean, I'm not jumping on Mitch Trubisky right now. Okay. But he's someone that would be an upgrade. Carson Wentz will be available. Okay. People don't seem I, to like him. I, yeah, I know that. But there, there'll be a bunch of guys like that available. Yeah. But Trubisky, you, you want th- to
2: do better than that.
1: Well, I, I I just want to see what else is, is out there. I, the other thing, too, is, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to have a say in this? he better not i mean the jets have got to do what's in the best interest of the team not what's in the best interest of a specific player yeah okay you want to um you want to improve the offensive line yeah i'm with that you want to bring in another you know 1a receiver i'm with that too that helps the starting quarterback but the backup quarterback helps the overall team he's not there i mean he's he's you know, Aaron Rodgers is not a twenty five year old making two you know, fifty million a year. He's a forty year old coming off of Achilles at it and you you better have somebody back there that you trust. And it doesn't matter whether or not Aaron Rodgers likes him or not. you've got to get a real guy in here that can play if he has to play three, four games.
2: I mean, I can't imagine though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers might have his preference, but you think there's people out there that he just genuinely dislikes that he's like, I can't play with that guy? I don't know. I don't know. I
1: mean, like the quarterback room's important for sure, but I mean, I don't really care what Aaron Rodgers thinks in this particular situation. Yeah. If you want to ask him his thoughts about a wide receiver or a tight end or an offensive lineman, I kind of get that. But for the Jets, they have to find their own backup quarterback. I think it's not a discussion of whether you're bringing back a guy like Tim Boyle or you know you go down a lit lit list of these these
2: half-baked guys that just <laughs> can't play. <Yeah. laughs> yep. I know, but Aaron Rodgers shouldn't care who that backup is because if that backup is playing that means that he's hurt and it doesn't matter anymore. But they do need a legitimate backup that if
1: he, and you have to assume he's going to get hurt somewhere along the line, hopefully not seriously.
2: Yeah. Well that's what we all thought.
1: But was, to make it through 17 games, man, it is, uh, especially coming off an Achilles injury, man, and being, being as old as he is,
2: of course. I mean, he's a guy, like, missing three, four games is, of course, a very likely possibility. You just hope that there's someone that can keep it together be- better than what happened last year. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't want Aaron Rodgers involved in any of these roster decisions. I really don't. Uh, but this one really shouldn't matter. I mean, unless they've got a beef the two of them. Like like Aaron Rodgers and this guy played together somewhere and they hated each other. Yeah, I mean... Then you, you can't bring him in. You are not bringing in Kirk Cousins to be the backup. Well, obviously not. No, no, no. And Kirk Cousins is going to get paid handsomely as he should. And he's going to be a starter somewhere, uh, whether he sticks in Minnesota or not. But he will... He's, he's going to get more money. That guy has made a lot of money. And good for him. The way it's always contract worked out and the yeah. guarantees and the, the way that the franchise tag worked. Like he... he definitely work the system him and his agent the right way to maximize every dollar in his career 100 percent. yeah and good for him all right boomer and geo on the
4: fan and cbs sports network hey good cool for you
2: call from mom
1: answer it call silenced
4: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: Coming down out there, it's Boring Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on a snowy winter storm Tuesday on
4: the fan. Jerry Recco is back with us, and he's got another update. What's up, Jerry? We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We are here. We made it in. But I did notice an out reposted, I saw awful announcing, but the opening to Good Morning Football on NFL yep. Network Yeah. their home. Uh, I saw that. I know, and they so awful. Announcing said it's a throwback to the uh, pandemic yeah. broadcast uh, or whatever. Totally wimpy. Yeah, it's terrible. Come on. Even Brandon Tierney made it in, and his show doesn't start until ten o'clock. He uh, actually drove through the snow to get yeah, here. Yeah, but
1: Brandon Tierney's an animal. Uh, yeah well that's that. true. You're, right. you're not wrong. Build a testosterone and just like he's just gonna car. Like crying. where where
2: did he park his huskies? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, <he didn't. laughs> can't you just see him like mush? <laughs> Is Sal gonna make it in? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure he will. He takes a train, doesn't he? He'll make it in.
4: Uh most days. Not all the time, but yes,
2: most yeah, days. He'll make it in. Yeah, we'll I mean, i am disappointed in those guys. I mean, especially Schrager. Schrager claims to be a New York guy, Peter Schrager. Yeah. He yeah, well, needs to be in. I, I know, know Kyle Brandt's got a little Hollywood. He's got a little Hollywood now Played with, with his success. Yeah, McCourty's a football player, for God's sakes. He's he got he to be in. Stay home too?
4: Yeah, they all stay home. Man. Every single I, one of them. I bet one guy. Decided and said, "Oh, I'll stay home that way." It's probably <laughs> Kyle and his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: text
4: right. him? Yeah, sure, why not? Just
1: I would you like me to tell? It, a little
4: soft. Which one of you okay. decided you were all all going to work from home today? Okay. Yeah, and how many of the tech behind the scenes people came in? Okay, uh, probably which, all of them. Which yeah. right? Okay, because they're up and running, so. Yeah. Well, while you discuss that, we will discuss the Knicks. Who Jalen Brunson uh, played well. He missed a lot of shots, but he also made some big shots last night, getting the Knicks to within striking distance. Ball tipped back. Brunson comes up with it. Knicks down two. 17 seconds remaining. Brunson against Brooks. Brunson
1: on the drive. Pulls back. Puts it up. It's good! Jalen Brunson ties the game.
4: Man, that was Mike Breen on MSG. All good as they got it back to even at one oh three apiece. The problem, however, was the other way when Aaron Holiday, after a blocked shot by Preston came up with the loose ball, heaved up a long three that really had no chance of going in, and a late whistle and a foul was called, and it put him to the line. 16 bench points tonight after scoring 18 in Atlanta. There's Free throw gives the Rockets a lead. And for all intents or purposes, the win. And we play that because that's why they won the game. The foul that was called put him on the line. He makes the first two. He misses the last one intentionally. Not much time on the clock, though, for the Knicks to do anything. And then the officials basically said, our bad. After the game, after looking at the foul that was called on Jalen Brunson, they made a mistake, but it doesn't matter. The Knicks get screwed, suffer the loss 105-103. Also, what do we always talk about with the Knicks fan when they're on the road? We hear. Pretty much. Now, Charlotte's one thing. Brooklyn's another but how about Houston last night? Jalen Brunson got bailed out by the foul right at the end. Knicks have to get a, do a little bit better job of getting organized into their offense a little quicker. And early MVP chance for Jalen Brunson here down in Houston. A lot wow. of Knicks fans again here on the road. Wow, well, you know that? Knick that's fans amazing. Travel. I
1: mean, there are a lot of people that Houston. Have, well, there are a lot of people that have left New York and have gone to Texas.
4: I'm telling you. You're one of those guys who wants to do that, Jerry. I, yeah. That is very true. I would love to move to the Dallas area, yes. But Houston, I mean, that that was loud. That means half the we building. Here. We're a third of the building. We're Nick fans. we I mean, outside, baby. I know the Rockets aren't a great team, but I don't know. That surprised me, though. But good for them. That's yeah, I don't know. If it's
2: it's got to be more displaced New Yorkers than it is New Yorkers making a trip to Houston in February. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, like yeah. let's let's plan a trip to Houston. It's not like they're, I don't know, go down to Miami, see him play the Heat or something this time of year,
4: like Houston. But yeah,
2: pretty I'm with impressive.
4: You. Anyhow, here was Ime Udoka on that final sequence. Certainly benefited his team, but not the Knicks. And he even acknowledged the bad call. Jalen made a play. He switched it and denied Albe. So Jalen made a play there. I'm fortunate. Block, then went right to our guy, and uh, tough foul on them. Yes, which was not a foul. Here was Tom Thibodeau on the officiating. This is the way I feel about that in general. Is I don't really care, like how tight the game is called. You can call it tight or you can call it loose. I just would like the consistency. To be the same which is what pretty much everybody says holiday finished with 18 points Dylan Brooks at 23 Brunson 27 but it was 10 of 25 from the field he acknowledged not great yeah I just I missed them I was
1: a little bit out of rhythm so um I feel like I was getting to my spots just
4: wasn't making it but um it's all good. He's on to the next one. Also had seven assists on the night. Elsewhere of note, you had uh, the Bucks beat the Nuggets one twelve ninety five. As Giannis had thirty six and eighteen, uh, a very unimpressive triple double for Victor Weminyama because he had ten blocks, but he's seven foot four and he should, as we right, established earlier. Uh, right. And the Spurs went over the Raptors, and the Sixers stopped the Cavaliers nine game winning. He streak. Also has legs,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's and he's using them. One
4: twenty three, one twenty one. That is true. Nets Celtics tonight, and St. John's plays Providence tonight. That game. Right here on CBS Sports Network. So there you have that. Um baseball. Let's put it this way. Here's David Stearns. Oh, not God. talking about No, oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I just said not talking about Pete Alonzo, but I'd like to play something. He did speak yesterday. If not, I'm gonna be out of here real quick. Wah, it was, wah, 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 wah. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, then I don't want to play it now. No, no, no I don't want to play it. All All right, right, happy you know, birthday to Harry Rose. Listen, today's to, his birthday. Shut oh, up, happy birthday, Howie! I mean,
1: to be fair, yeah. you have to play it because there are Mets fans out there that want to hear it. Just <laughs> not you. Well, I, I don't know what he is going to say. Well, to this is about the upcoming many...
4: season. Okay. Fair?
1: Fair. We expect to um, be a good team. We expect to compete for a playoff spot. Um, and have exciting baseball at City Field in, in
4: September and October. All good. Okay, fine. Here's the problem with the next line. Not so great. Success can be defined in a lot of different ways. What oh.
2: does that mean?
4: <laughs> <laughs> we're going Brody Van Wagenen now. I'll play the whole thing. I don't necessarily know that's what he meant.
1: Success can be defined in a lot
4: of different ways, um, but certainly our expectations going into this season is that we're going to have a quality team. Mm. Yeah, our Optimism has to be adjusted. Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're gonna win a championship this year and every year until the day that you die. <laughs> our optimism needs to be adjusted. Yeah, after thirty games point. under five hundred. Well, good.
1: I just hope Pete Alonso has a great season going into his free agency and then then put the Mets on the uh, on the spot. And then to me, like if they lose Pete Alonso if he has a good year. Then
4: that's that's an issue. That will be a major problem. Yeah, they have a... Um, no, I'm blanking on it from the Islanders. What the hell's his name? He went to John Tavares. Army. That's what this is. Like yes. If you lose him, if you don't trade him and you lose him, you blew it. They say it, the same it, thing it, about Aaron Judge, well, but, but Aaron the Yankees Judge went back. Were,
1: yeah, but the Yankees were in a playoff run. Very true. If the Mets are not in a playoff run, then I'm telling you, you
2: have to trade them, and then you can bring them back. <sighs> It may end up working out in the end. I'm just saying if the Mets, at the offseason that they have under David Stearns in the first offseason, then trade their most popular and productive player at the trade deadline... That is going to be a rough start with the fan base. But you know, you have and to. And it do may that. Even you, be you, the smartest thing I mean, to you do. You have right. to do that. It may be the smartest thing to do and work out in the end. I'm just saying that you're going to have to really go through tough right. sell. some angry fans. Yeah.
1: So there could be a couple ways this season goes for Pete Alonso. He can go out there, play 150 games, and put up MVP like numbers and hit a ton of home runs and be a part of the home run hitting contest and be an all star. That would be. The greatest thing that Pete Alonzo could do for himself. There also could be a uh, a, a season in which he falls flat on his face, doesn't come through, has a low batting average, doesn't get a well. clutch hits. And we can look at all the analytics and all that other crap, and then it doesn't work out so well for him. But then there's also the other aspect where he can get hurt and miss a big part of the
4: season. Yep. That hurt didn't. last year, not for a ton of time, but he did get hurt last year and got back to a slow start when he returned. Right, so for him, it's got to be you know 150 games. It's
1: got to be 55 home runs, 115 to 125 RBIs, and,
4: and then let's talk money. What did he do last year? He batted like 210, hit like 50, like 47, 48 yeah. home Just runs. Just Google
1: right? it. I mean, the, the batting average yeah. is horrendous.
4: Yeah. And,
1: and, and when they look at it, they want to look at it in terms of clutch hitting, uh, you know, when is he hitting these home runs? Is he hitting home runs when they have 7 1 leads, or is he
2: hitting home runs, you know, when they're down 2 1? And Aaron Judge is a perfect example for both years because the walk year, he had the great year. The year after, he did not. If you had flip flopped that, oh.
4: if he had last year, the, the contract year, he wouldn't have gotten a quarter of the money. And that was the injury that derailed his season last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Andy Reid with the media on Monday, uh, retirement, not a thought yet, at least not for him. People keep asking me and I I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? (laughs) You know, those guys, they asked those old guys a question, but I'm, I'm the old guy now. So I guess I'm going to be asked that. I really haven't gone there. I haven't really thought about it. And so by the way,
1: Pete Belichick did not retire. Yeah. They were asked to leave and they left Quietly. And uh, Pete was uh, given a supervising role or something within the Seahawks. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, and now with Mike McDonald becoming that coach, I don't necessarily know that he's going to want Pete in the building.
2: That is true. That'd That's build, a tough
1: one. Now, if that were Dan Quinn in the building, that would have been a different story because they had a relationship and they won a Super Bowl together.
2: Yeah, Mike McDonald's trying to do his own thing. He doesn't need like, – You got you to gotta, you know get
1: people out of the building. You got to be your own guy. And you know what? If the roles were reversed and it was Pete – That was doing, and I don't remember when Pete was hired. How many people were left in that building after he got that job? But ultimately, all these coaches know you got to own the building. You have to own that building, especially if you are an established head coach. And if you are Mike McDonald, you do not want Pete Carroll hanging around the team.
2: Did Pete Carroll come in after Holmgren, or was there someone in between? Because that would have been a perfect example of that. Like Mike Holmgren was that guy who had been well respected
4: older head coach. That's a good question. I don't remember. I mean, good I'm question.
2: sure Carroll wasn't like, hey, I'm, I'm happy that Mike Holmgren's hanging out here every day mm. having coffee in the cafeteria.
4: <laughs> you know? I don't remember. Um, the Steelers released Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. So maybe a team needs a backup quarterback. I mean, the there's Jets? a guy. Yeah. Johnson. Mean, that could be a guy that uh, you would target. The Rangers shut out the flames last night 2-0. And a big part of that, the goalie. Fox went down. It's still alive. Trochek is there, Lindgren is there, the back pass from Coleman. Had it the Coleman save! Another save. Two saves from Dwight Coleman by Shesterkin. Who had uh, thirty of them on the night for the shutout win. Blue shirts blanked the flames. Two nothing. The goals from Will Cooley. He scored in the second period when the game was scoreless, and then Jimmy VC added a empty net goal. VC able to shut him down. Yeah, they
2: were playing really well and um you know, we've been stressing our defense since, since coming out of the break and
4: have done a really good job um, in, in pretty much every game. And that's five straight wins for a team that got two more points here, Shostarkin. Yeah, of
3: course, it's, it was important night for me, uh, important shout out. So I appreciate what guys did today. So a lot of huge block shots, smart
4: plays. Uh, Rangers now 34, 16 and three. As for the Devils, they got a win over the Kraken. Devils
0: leading one nothing early in the second. Holland, nice play from behind, takes it away from Baneers.
4: Now it's the Jack. He scores from a sharp angle. You never know when Jack Hughes is out there. He was along the goal line, found an opening, and it's two nothing. Jeez, what a, what a goal! And they won three one. And you said early. I know you're joking, but a couple people hit me up uh, and said you called the the mascot Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. To, no. Yeah, that's what they call him. No, they don't. It's, it's L O U. It's the New Jersey Devil. It's L O U.
2: And it's Sifer.
4: It is not Lucifer. And you, when you no, see no, him, are like, hey, Lou, what's going on? Hey, 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 Lucifer. hey Lucifer. No, yeah. it's not. It's not mascots, Satan. It's not Lucifer. Mascots. It's the New Jersey Devil.
1: Hi, my name is Boomer, and I loved Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! yeah!
4: Well, good for you. Okay, I mean, listen,
1: we all have our likes. Hey, by the way, it was Jim Mora before Pete Carroll. He was there for a year
2: after Mike Holmgren. Yes, yeah, so he had that uh, he had that break between
4: Holmgren yes. and Carroll. Yep. Okay. Uh, tonight, New Jersey skates in Nashville, and the Kraken play the Islanders. All right. What are you laughing about? Hi, I'm Boomer, and I love Satan. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> uh, Boomer and Geo
2: coming to you live. Bill see, Ford, things Duff. are back to normal. <laughs> Studio. <laughs> Hi, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I am very glad I went out into the newsroom this last break because I witnessed something I've never seen before, and I asked Alan Eddie if they'd ever seen this before. They had never seen it before. But the one thing that I screwed up with is i was not videotaping this which i should have because i could have had one of the funnier off-air moments uh that the show has ever seen so i walk out there and jerry Reco is cracking eggs into a plastic container so i've seen hard-boiled eggs at work i've not seen just regular eggs like people just cracking eggs so i'm thinking is he doing like what the bodybuilders in the 50s would do would just drink eggs, <laughs> like he's trying to get some sort of straight protein or whatever it is. So I said, what are you going to do with those eggs? You know, is there a pan somewhere or something and he's going to scramble these eggs or whatever and cook these eggs? He goes, no, I throw them in the microwave. I said, What? He goes, yeah, I throw the eggs in. I put the eggs for two minutes in the microwave. And I'm like, this is a very off-brand Jerry thing because I have not. I don't think I... Have you ever put eggs into a microwave like that before?
1: I I don't ever remember doing that. Yeah. Have you done it, Al? No.
2: I would never even think of it. So what do they come out like? All right, so this is what I needed to say. So so Jerry goes, two minutes in the microwave, and they're perfect. So he goes, I, I said, what do they come out like? He goes, it's sort of like a... Combination between scrambled and fried, and 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 I love it. So I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta see this. <laughs> oh, I wait for the two. <laughs> <laughs> I wait for the two minutes, and he pulls the eggs out, and you see, you see the egg whites in there, and you see the yolks, and it's just like this flat like mush of egg. And I say, is it like over easy? He goes, Yeah, hey, I'll show you. He sticks the fork into the yoke. Oh what, And what I tell you, this yoke exploded into his face. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. <laughs> he, he puts the fork he goes. Poof, he goes oh! <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he burn his face? <laughs> no, no, thank God. It didn't like he moved he got out of the way, but it didn't. <laughs>
1: Oh. I mean, that would be something if he killed himself by you know, smashing <laughs> an egg in his face. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> Epic.
2: Oh yes. He even said, it's like, that's too bad you weren't filming that. I should have been like, I want to see how these eggs come out. But I wasn't thinking, and the, the whole digital team is home because of the snow. So they didn't oh, get it. Oh, they're home too? Yeah. But um, but yeah, what a what a moment that was. Yeah, I've never thought about that. I'm sure they taste fine, right? I mean, it's just cooked eggs. Yep. But boy, that was- <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that's definitely an off-brand Jerry situation. The eggs in the microwave. Amazing, amazing moment. Uh, all right, let's go to Thomas, who's in Rockland County. What's going on, Thomas?
3: Hello, um, Boomer and CEO. Um, we spoke a couple of mon- months ago. Um, I'm in the Hall of Fame, Nanuet, and you. I said congratulations to you but I um, okay, wanted you. to say one more thing about the football mm-hmm. big game. Yep. I know you guys shouldn't be talking. wanted to talk about other stuff now, soon, baseball and everything. Whatever. And, we're uh, always yeah, ready we're, to talk some we'll football. Yeah, on, what do you on, got, man? man, Thomas? Come yep. on. But I really um think the Super Bowl game and everything before the game was fantastic. CBS oh. did an awesome job. And the sets were fantastic. The desks were out of this world. And the commotion that you guys were in, the parody about being drunk and losing James Brown. Was yeah, a yeah, awesome.
1: hangover, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, I fell off my seat. <laughs> and I had a, yeah. I had a big party for my 60th birthday party during the game, game day.
2: Oh, nice. With
3: my cousins and everything, Th- 35 people and my family and my brother and my sister. Um, and I had a big seat cake with um, CBS Sports tea on it. And it was fantastic, and um, I have scratch up tickets. I won a few. I can scratch up more. What a day! Uh, what Thomas. a day for you, Thomas! What
2: a day! That is tremendous. Well, happy birthday, and I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed the broadcast. And I know everybody I, over at CBS is real happy to hear that. We
1: all we are all happy. Um, we had a lot of great pieces in this uh, in this Super Bowl, and they really try to capture, you know, the whole. Vegas scene and everything from that Hangover shoot, which we did that Monday, Mm -hmm. and that took about four hours, and Dan Ennis does a lot of our shoots. He works with Kyle Brandt, by the way, when Kyle does all the stuff.
2: When he decides to show up to work.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I have to tell you, doing that shoot, we were all laughing. (laughs) You know, I don't know how the actors that do these movies and these comedies actually get, through, get it. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, so I I thought actually the best part of it, I mean Gr- Nate was great cuz he you don't see it, but the reason when he's walking with his tooth and he's looking at his tooth, he's got a camera like on his waist. Wow. And he's walking and that gives you that kind of that weird look that he has. Yeah, when he first gets up off the ground. <clears throat> but when Phil Sims is ca- calling Ed Helms yeah I thought Phil was brilliant I really I really did and when he said Jay's Brown in this in the gym <laughs> I yeah. don't think so like they're showing it right now he picks up the cell phone and he's having this conversation with Ed Helms on the other end of the line I mean it was just it was perfect Phil's Phil's delivery was perfect
2: yeah he did a he did a great job it was very 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 well done uh, let's go to Dave in Westchester what's going on Dave Over in Dio. oh yeah what's happening Dave? Well, I want to preface this by saying that I am the caller who coined the name off-brand Jerry. So I'm normally, like, kind of hard on the guy. But I got to get Jerry's back today. When I was in high school, there was a deli across the street from the school. And they used to make us bacon, egg, and cheeses every morning with microwave eggs. And they're actually delicious. So Jerry's okay on this one. Enjoy, Jerry.
1: All All right, Dave. You know what? I can't do a microwave egg on a bacon, egg, and cheese. So how about this? So I'm, I'm trying to explain because... J.J. Um, Watt loves a bacon, egg, and cheese on a on a bagel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he lives in Phoenix now, right? And you know he comes here. He gets he gets it, and he's like, you know, New York has everything. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain what a hard roll is to him, and you got to get the bacon, egg, and cheese on a hard roll, sure. And I, how would you describe a hard roll? <laughs>
2: uh, it's hmm. a poppy seed, right? It's, po- it's poppy seed. It's, it's round. It has like sort of. Peaks and valleys on the top.
1: Yeah, I've been. I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah. I said, you know, they're good for about
2: a day. Yeah,
1: they 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 work from probably five in the morning to about three in the afternoon.
2: Yeah, poppy seed roll. If you, roll. if you just hard. put that, if you just put that in there, you got to you got to put a poppy seed hard. Roll yeah, well, I'm just curious to see what what pops up because yeah, I mean, like it doesn't even yeah. Here's one. Here you go, Kaiser. That's what it is. You got to put in Kaiser. A poppy seed Kaiser roll is what you have to put in. That's what I think. I always, I've always known it just as a hard roll, not as a Kaiser roll. Yeah, but these, if you look, if this is and what for it some looks reason like. hard rolls, we have here. I think they, they don't have them anywhere else. Yeah, I, I agree. And I remember when I first, I mean, and I mean anywhere else. Because I went up to Ithaca College and, like, people were shocked that I used to walk to a 7-Eleven and just get a buttered
0: roll.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all, the, all the, you know, bakeries and delis around here all have hard rolls. Yeah, yeah, So I remember living in Cincinnati. We didn't have Boar's Head until I got it there. I should have been the Lee Einseidler of Boar's Head <laughs> in Cincinnati is what I should have been. Yeah. I imported it into Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I just... I, I was trying to explain to him what a hard roll is, and he just
2: couldn't understand what it was. Yeah, I think if you would, maybe if you would have said Kaiser, he would have understood. I, but I don't think it is a Kaiser. I think roll. it is a Kaiser. Look up poppy seed Kaiser on there, and I think that's what you are going to get. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I would put poppy seed hard roll. Well, that's what I put in, and then it comes up a lot of Kaisers, a lot of Kaisers.